0: You know it's a little bittersweet, but we are officially in off-season mode. And with that, we're going to start off by talking about the postseason press conference held by AJ Hinch and Scott Harris on Monday. Let's do it all today on Locked On Tigers. You are locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. All righty. Well, like I said, well, a little bittersweet here. Heading into off-season mode. Officially, no more games to talk about. All off-season for the next, you know, few months. (laughs) And first off, we'll be at five episodes a week for the foreseeable future. I know I've said that a couple of days in a row, but I think it's important to make that clear. We're not going anywhere. Still, your team every day for a while. Uh, and you know, there was a postseason press conference held by AJ Hinch and Scott Harris, and that's going to be the majority of today's show. We got a few other kind of stuff to talk about before we get into that. But you know, I want to start by just like this off season in general. This will be my third off season. As the host of this show, which is very exciting, and I think that this is, there's a lot of intrigue around this offseason. I don't want to use the word excitement because I really don't think it is like pure excitement. I think it's, it's, it's cautious, like let, like put your feet on the table, and and make something happen. You know, I I think it's, it's intrigue because of where the Tigers are at, you know, like they, again, 78 wins, certainly, you know, blew past a lot of people's expectations. And I think that there's a young core that's starting to form here. You're getting money off the books, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic, I guess I'll say about this winter, but we've seen not a lot of moves in the winters for the last seven years. So it's uh, specifically the last five years. So it's one of those things where I I think people are, are intrigued, but I don't want to use the word excited. I think it's like, show me some, you know, show me that, that we are going to take another step forward with the moves we make this winter. And that can be exciting, but it can also be scary. And it starts with some quotes on October 2nd that probably mean nothing because it's probably like the Steve Eiserman School of General Manager speak because that's how it works. But we're going to overanalyze them anyway. Because that's what we do, okay? Uh, I want to start, well, we're like four minutes in now, so we're not really starting with anything. But uh, before we get to the press conference, I do want to talk about some news and notes surrounding the organization. Number one, Matt Shepard will no longer be the play-by-play announcer for your Detroit Tigers. Uh, Matt Shepard officially, on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, was announced that he would not return as the TV play-by-play announcer. Announcer for your Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to come on here and like dance on graves or like talk about you know like how good or bad he is at, is at his job and, and whatnot. Like that's not what we're going to discuss. But I do think that inherently there's some excitement around this. And again, like this is this is not a a, a talent based discussion at all. This is strictly you know, it's not even really his fault. At least this part of it isn't. Like when you th- Look at highlights from when the Tigers were making the playoffs. You hear Mario and Pemba, you hear Ron Allen, and you associate those voices with a really, really good Detroit Tigers team and a lot of fun memories. Matt Shepard has been the play-by-play announcer for five years and has been the announcer for just some absolutely dreadful Major League Baseball teams. And again, that's to no fault of his own. That part of it is 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 not his fault. And so I think that when we look back, we will associate this very dark five-year stretch as far as product on the field goes with Matt Shepard's voice, unfortunately. Again, that's not his fault. And so I think now that we have this young core and a lot of people are kind of, optimistic about what the future holds and hopefully we keep ascending into this new era you know post Miguel Cabrera this true new era of Tigers baseball hopefully we can associate that with a new name and I I think that that is the part that at least excites me and I think excites a lot of people um and I know everybody has their own opinion on you know is, is he good at his job is he bad at his job everybody's got an opinion on Shep I totally understand that um, I, I'm not talking about talent level that's not at all what this discussion is based around it's just new era I I think I think a lot of people welcome this change because we are entering into a new era so uh, but it's big news in regards to the Tigers again half a decade five years as the play-by-play announcer for the Detroit Tigers. And it sounds like he will be no more. It does sound like the rest of the crew or most of the rest of the crew is coming back. Johnny Kane had a little bit of a cryptic tweet there after game One, sixty-two. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, Johnny. I don't know uh, if that was like a thanks for a great season or if that was uh you know, like that, you know, I'm, I'm out kind of thing. I'm not really sure what the future holds for him, but as far as the booth itself, Uh, The follow-up report was that Semo, Petrie, Gibby, etc., all do plan on coming back and being retained. So, looks like Matt Shepard going to be the only big and notable change there, rather as far as the booth itself goes, and as far as replacements, you know that conversation and who's going to be the new play-by-play. Uh, you know, a lot of people have already like, you should bring back Mario. I'm not going to stand in the way of that campaign, right? That's the voice of my childhood. I'd obviously welcome that a lot. Um, but I, I think that there is some in-organization promotions you could make as well. Uh, Greg for the Erie Seawolves is fantastic. And I think that that would be kind of fun to promote within. Dan Hasty, another one, absolutely fantastic, very highly regarded. I think a lot of people would welcome him getting the call up as well. So you got some, some internal options there, or they could just go outside and, uh, and bring in kind of a whole new face to, uh, again, be the play by play of this new era Tigers baseball. The one thing I can tell you, it's not going to be Dan Dickerson. Uh, he loves radio has expressed publicly multiple times that he has no interest in going to TV. I would be absolutely floored if that was the move. So uh Good old uh, DD will probably be sticking around on the radio broadcast. But uh, yeah, some pretty big news coming out. Also, Bally's not exactly like swimming in great vibes right now. So I'm not sure if that has anything to do with the decisions that are going to be made going forward either. Uh, But yeah, there's already been some regions for Bally that have been closed down. I don't really know what the future of Bally sports holds. No clue. But um, I do know. That Matt Shepard will not be the play-by-play announcer of the Detroit Tigers. Come 2024. All right. Some other things, Tarek Scooby, AL pitcher of the month. Awesome. He had like a sub-1 ERA and a sub 07 whip. It was like 0.64, I want to say. Uh remarkable. Over 40 strikeouts, single-digit walks. He was miraculous. All I wanted from Scooby was just like, hey, show me the stuff still good. And at the, you know, the time. Without pitching, and the injury didn't, uh, you know, like hinder or or take a, a chunk out of your electric stuff. It certainly did not. Um, it, and he said, "I'm going to actually do one better, and or a lot better, and uh, and be one of the better pitchers in the American League down the season." And uh, so that is awesome. Ending the season on a high note there, and getting an award at the end of the year. Why not? Um, one more point, and then we'll get into the press conference here that the Tigers had to end their season. All right. But first I got to tell you all about our friends over at Nutrifol. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? And do you want to reach your full hair potential? Well, leading hair growth supplement, Nutrifol helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrifol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown To improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism, throughout whole body health. And it works. 84% of men said that they showed improvements of their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's men's health and hair growth supplements. So take the first step of visibly thicker and healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off of your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Segment two of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate you all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Appreciate you all greatly. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, I think we're going to start talking, you know, like season and review stuff. What went right? What went wrong? uh, You know, successes, failures, et cetera, in the 2023 season. That'll probably be the remainder of this week. Um, the only other point I wanted to make before we get into the presser is that uh, Michael Lorenzen did not make the Phillies' wildcard roster, which I think was kind of fascinating. I, I don't think it's strictly performance-based. We'll see if they get past the wild card round. We'll see what their ALDS roster looks like. Um, because it's a three-game series. They have a two-headed monster in their rotation. If he's not your clear third-best starter and you want to go like more reliever-heavy, then that just kind of like naturally makes sense. Um, but it is worth noting that he got off to a really good start in Philly, had a first, you know, his first three or four starts there were great. Then he threw the no hitter, got off to a great start. Since then, uh, his numbers really in the last couple of months of the season kind of inflated a little bit. He wasn't awful or anything, he wasn't unpitchable, but uh, he certainly took a step back and, and wasn't as good as he was for the Tigers in the middle of the season and then the Phillies when he first went over. So, Something to keep an eye out for there. But, you know, former Tiger, some people even like are talking about signing him again and wanting him back. So I thought it was worth bringing up. Let's get into this presser. Uh, I want to start with AJ Hinch. Uh, I've been asked a lot, a lot, a lot about. AJ Hinge's future with the Detroit Tigers, really. And if I think that he's going to be around long-term, if I think he's going to be back next year, etc. And, you know, I think that AJ's good for the Detroit Tigers. I've been very uh, vocal. You know, there's some... That we don't agree on 100% of anything. I'm not a blind follower um, in, in to, like, really anything. But, like, I think that uh, he is good for the Tigers. And, and I think that... I think he should be the manager of this team going forward. I think he's the man for the job. I think he should be the, the manager when this team is playing competitive baseball again, okay? So if I was worried that, or if I did think that he was leaving, I would be worried. Uh, I would think that that would be a loss for the Detroit Tigers organization. I know everybody has their own opinion on AJ. That uh, What I said is not like a shared 100% shared sentiment, and that's fine, um, but I, I do think that, It's an important conversation to have. I'm just not super worried about it. And his quote in this press conference was, I've never been more encouraged to be the manager here. Goodness, I can't read. I've never been more encouraged to be the manager here. I know these are not easy jobs to get, and they're not easy, easy jobs to keep. When it comes to being the Detroit Tigers manager, I'm thrilled, I'm proud, I'm honored. Doesn't sound like anybody who's going anywhere to me. And I'm pumped about that. I'm fine with it. So I'm really not worried. I know there's like some rumblings. Oh, was he going to go back to the front office? Are some people going to try to poach him? Like I, I think he, I don't know AJ personally, but like, I think that he wants to come in when this thing was at its absolute bottom and build it from the ground up. I think he wants to be a part of that process. And that's the impression that I get from him. And maybe I have pie on my face and six weeks from now, he's the GM of the Red Sox and I look like an idiot and that's fine. But like for right now, I I'm really not worried about the concept or the possibility the idea of AJ Hinch leaving um, Scott Harris had a few quotes, obviously. Well, he had a lot of quotes, but he had some quotes about the offseason. I want to talk about those before we get into like the individual players. Um, He had two big ones that we'll talk about. One was he said that they're going to be active, and that was like clipped, and he said, we're going to have an active offseason. Everybody freaked out. I think a lot of people, just generally speaking, and we'll get back to these quotes in a second. When it comes to really anything on the planet these days, but uh, we're talking about the Tigers here. Um, This is not a a (laughs) metaphoric uh where we talk about metaphors and, and, and life concepts here We're talking about the Detroit Tigers so we'll put it in terms of of Scott Harris but I, I think that there there tends to be a want to be like all in or all out on like everything these days and so I think that there's like this growing battle where it's like oh Scott Harris is like the absolute worst and then other people are like he's the best thing ever and I just like I I don't know how it's possible to really think either of those for like my brain and i'm not saying that however you feel about harris is incorrect to each their own and the future will hold what the future holds in terms of like what moves he makes if he goes out in the next two months and makes you know eight awful moves then like obviously we're all gonna be like all right yeah this dude sucks But if he goes out and makes eight great moves in a row and we're all super pumped, then we're going to say the opposite, right? Like I I just feel like for where our feet are right now in the present, in in early October, it's just it's really hard one year in to be like, yeah, like this is like very clearly like we got an absolute ringer and this dude is the best. And it's also impossible to be like, I'm completely out and this dude is this is he's not him and this is not going to work. Um, like just looking at his year in review, we'll kind of do a year in review Harris episode. There's a lot that went right and a lot that went wrong. And the reason I bring all this up is because I feel like this press conference went the same way. (laughs) I feel like there were a lot of quotes that I looked at and I was like, nice. Okay. I can get behind that. I agree with it. And then there was some that I was like, I don't agree. (laughs) I don't see eye to eye with that. Or I don't understand the point of even saying that. Or I think that this is a nothing quote. So that's the only reason I bring that up. I, I just like, I promise it's possible to like take everything in stride and be like, okay, like I'm fine with where we're at right now. I am. I, I'm, I'm fine with where the tigers are at one year into the Harris era. I don't think that we're in an awful position. I don't think that he's taken steps backwards. I, I think we've taken steps forward and that's good. And that's encouraging. Um, but, but only the future, like if we roll out the exact same product next year, we're not going to win the world series. Right. Right. We are still moves away from where we want to be. Okay. So let's get back to these quotes. Uh, His next one was, we can spend to complement a core. We can't spend to build a core. We're going to walk a line of being active in free agency and trades and find outside additions that can help us without blocking our young players. This one made me giggle. Because... Of the blocking young players part of this, did we all just go through the same September? Were we all there? Did we? Did, was that a mirage? Did I daydream that? Did we all see Colt Keith and Justin Henry Malloy not get called up to the majors for Zach Short? Like, did we? Did we, did we all live in the same reality where that happened? Right? Like, I, I that part of the quote is preposterous to me. Like that. That's. I, I would have much preferred if. He just didn't say anything along those lines. The, the Like last year we had to hear about the we're going to earmark at-bats for young players and then, you know, to each their own. But like how how true was that? How true really was that at the end of the season? Like I, I we don't want to block our young players. Unless you just like are coming out and saying right now in October, like we're not signing a second baseman because Colt Keith is 100% going to be our opening day second baseman then like I don't want to hear about how we're not blocking young players because we just went through September call-ups and you didn't call up like the two prospects that like pretty universally should have gotten a chance at the major league level at the end of the season. So that part was kind of weird to me. Um, as far as the like you can spend to complement a core, like yes, that's objectively true. You you can't obviously spend to complement a core. You can't, we can't spend to build a core. So Full disclosure, I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon. I'm about to finish this recording and go watch playoff baseball and go watch the Rays play the Texas Rangers. I don't know how in-depth you are with the history of the Texas Rangers core, um, but it, none of them were there three years ago, and they were all bought. So I, it, I, I don't necessarily agree inherently like we can't build a core. We can't spend to build a core. I mean, teams have done it. (laughs) That's not like some impossible thing that no one's ever done before. Plenty of teams have done that. But I do also, in the same breath, I'm just like being a jerk and like a little bit of a contrarian there. Like, I do understand that the core that we have in place is already within the organization, right? You want the core of of this team, if everything goes right, to be – torque green carpenter, right? Like, and then like the pitching, whoever stays healthy, like that's inherently who you want the core to be for this team going forward. If everything was to work out. So I, I, I understand. I I'm just being a little bit of a jerk. I understand, but like objectively, I don't think a lot of (laughs) that quote is like a hundred percent accurate, but I understand what he's trying to say. And I don't, on a base level, I don't disagree with what he is implying. Okay, I'm, I'm just being rude. So um, let's keep the ball rolling. Uh, we have one more kind of like Scott Harris, just big thing that was announced. And then we'll get into some individual player conversations. But first, I don't want to tell you all about our friends over at Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping you have access to medication in case of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation, licensed pharmacy medication, ongoing consultation and care, and more. So don't get caught unprepared. And also go there and get $20 off of these life of these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J A S C Medical.com code locked on. All right, everybody. Welcome back here, third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in making us your first listen every day. Uh, So the only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, there's some announcements that were made where uh, about just like the Tigers organization, some improvements that were being made. So uh, they're getting a new team plane. Cool. Awesome. Glad to hear. Uh, There's plans for new dorms, covered field cages and mounds in Lakeland. I think that that's awesome something that, you know, you need to take care of your players. You need to take care of your minor leaguers. When you talk about the organizations that have like the best minor league systems, like the Dodgers, the Dodgers are the prototype for taking care of minor leaguers. They do it better than anybody in the league. Uh, They they have those dorms. They have like the housing. They have like the meals. Um, They are a very, very kind of like the prototype for and like it's to me, there's a direct correlation between like, oh, the Dodgers treat their minor leaguers really well. Well, guess what? Even though they draft 28 every year, they still have the best farm system in baseball year in and year out. That's not a coincidence. OK, so I'm glad that we are we're certainly not the Dodgers right now, but like we're taking the steps to address minor league just like living in lifestyle more and more. And I can at least appreciate that a little bit. Um, There are going to be continued improvements to the team clubhouse. And then the biggest one that everybody's really excited about, they have purchased land and are in the design phase for a new complex in the Dominican Republic that should improve international free agency. That's awesome. This is such a big win. And, you know, I it's. I don't want to make it sound like we are like the front runners here. Like we're the, the revolutionaries here. That is something that double digit teams have. Okay. We're not like the only team that, that is thought of this. this. This we are, we are behind, but, but we are catching up <laughs> and the previous regime is gone and they can't hurt us anymore. And we are finally catching up to, the top end teams in the league when it comes to player development and international signing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So this is awesome and it's great. And I'm super excited. I just don't want to make it sound like now the Tigers are going to get every single big name international free agent ever because we have landed the Dominican. Like again, like there's a lot, Uh, uh, all the best like international free agent teams all do this and all have this. Well, not this exactly, but have like established, you know, like, like uh, complexes and, and organizations and, and et cetera, et cetera, in uh, some Latin countries for international free agents. So um, this is awesome, though. This is awesome. I'm not trying to take away from it at all. Uh, it's just like we're, we're the ones that are playing catch up and we're trying to erase the years of having zero footprint in the international market. Literally zero. Zero, zero, zero. We have been awful in the international market for my entire life. Not once ever have we been profound in that market. And so the concept that like we actually could be at at minimum equal playing field with some of these teams that get good international prospects consistently is very exciting. So that's a thumbs up. Let's get into uh, I think the the for me the biggest part of this presser. We're bearing the lead here was when Harris was asked about individuals. Um, He was asked about Carson Kelly. I guess that's where we'll start. The quote's really just, that's very much an open question for us. We're going to spend a lot of time on it. Great. So nothing, Uh, which like it's again, it's a pro season presser. I don't expect to like learn a lot. I think I expect it to be a lot of GM speak. And that's kind of what I think it was. uh, Most of these answers, but you know, Carson Kelly will be a fascinating conversation. We'll have, I don't have too much else to add, but, um, the, the free agency market this year is not awesome. It's not great. And that kind of goes back into like earlier, you know, like the, Oh, you can't spend to like add a core. But he also said, like, we expect to be active and we expect to be like active in free agency and whatnot. Like you can get improvements, right? Like we, we still rostered, like some some 4A players. Like the, you can you can get improvements in this free agency class, but you're not going to get the the big overwhelming like star player. And with catcher specifically, Jake Rogers is going to be the opening day catcher next year. And he's going to be the starting catch, the presumed like one A catcher next season. So uh in terms of like what the backup catcher situation is going to be, I think they are going to take a look at Carson Kelly uh but I also We'll take a look when that decision is a little bit closer to like being made about because that's a club decision about like what the other catchers are going to be on the market because um, I think you could certainly improve offensively, but Kelly played good defensively, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, next up is Austin Meadows. I, I get asked about Austin Meadows. I I think more than I get asked like anything. In my life, like not even just like in terms of work, just like in general, like I I get asked about Austin Meadows more than I get asked, like, how's your day going? Like, it's, it's, it's remarkable how, and like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything that the public doesn't know. And I think that after this presser, we're learning that like nobody knows anything. Um, and that's kind of like what I've assumed this entire situation, um, um, Harris said that he hadn't talked to him in, quote, a few months. Then he said, we're going to explore what the path forward is. I don't have any answers on that. I hope he's doing well. I've got to reconnect with him. That's going to be a priority for us in October. I don't know, Austin Meadows. I don't know the situation. I will say, before we move on, if I had to guess, I would say that Austin Meadows has played his last game as a Detroit Tiger. I find it very hard to believe that they're going to go, quote-unquote, months, a few months without talking. And then just, like, reconnect and, oh, yeah, I'll be back and, like, be in the starting lineup next year. I I can't fathom that that's reality. So I would think that Austin Meadows is probably not going to be a part of the Tigers organization in a few months. Uh, Obviously, I'm a big mental health advocate. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, when when you're in that situation, man, like that, that can be a really dark cloud over you, that just doesn't go away. So I, I I wish him the best. I hope that he's able to overcome whatever he is going through and take the steps needed to overcome whatever he's going through. But on a baseball, just strictly the baseball side of it, I I can't imagine that the Tigers are going to continue to in like go on year three of this. I, I just, I, I can't see that happening. So um, we'll see. I don't know anything. I could be wrong about that. They absolutely could just, you know, keep trying to see it through. Uh, it's, it's not costing them like a roster spot or anything. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, but that's kind of what, where I'm leaning at the present moment. Okay. Spencer Turnbull, another pretty interesting conversation uh he said that he quote expects him to show up to lakeland ready to compete for a job in our rotation then said he thinks that turnbull's really talented we've seen flashes of it etc how do i word this i will see it nope i will believe it when i see it that's where i stand on the Spencer Turnbull situation. This has been so weird. It's been so weird. We we've had the like Boris thing, the switching of agents. We've had the injury that like didn't happen. And then happened. We've had poor starts in triple a. And the reason why I'm in the boat of like, I'll believe it when I see it is I'll ask you. Okay. I'll flip it on you. The listener. When you are making your 2024 Detroit Tigers roster. You know, last couple of weeks, we've been playing that game. Who's going to be on the team next year? When you're writing the, down those 26 names, are you writing down Spencer Turnbull's name? I'm going to venture to say no. You haven't been. And even if you have, was he a reliever? Assuredly. There is a 0% chance, 0, and I mean 0%, percent chance that the Detroit Tigers organization in October is looking at the 2024 rotation And going, well, maybe Spencer Turnbull will be a part of this rotation next year. Let's pencil Spencer Turnbull in for 30 starts. Zero. Zero percent chance. So, if this is true, he says he's going to have a meeting with Turnbull uh, and, and they're going to talk about, like, you know, game plan the direction going forward. If this is true, And he expects him to show up to Lakeland and compete for a job in a rotation. That's great. I will believe it when I see it. Just seems like a really weird situation to just be like, yeah, well, you know, maybe he'll be in AAA again next year. Like, just been a really weird year as far as that goes. And I will believe it when I see it. Okay. The last one before I let y'all get out of here is Eduardo Rodriguez. Essentially said, we don't have a decision to make as an organization. It's their decision. Talking about Javi and Erod, given the way that their contract is structured. Um, when asked about Erod specifically, he said, "Quote: We don't anticipate any conversations prior to the decision. There haven't been any, and I don't plan on having any between now and then." That's that feels wild. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, the history of, uh, like, player option relationships with front offices. I don't know if that's weird. I don't know if, like, there's no conversation. But um, a couple of things. One, I've said it a million times, and I'll say it again. Since February, I have believed that Erod is going to opt out. Okay? I I think that it that doesn't mean he's not going to be a Tiger, but he's going to opt out. And then if he, when he does opt out, he's going to walk back to Scott Harris and go, Hey, I would still like to be here though. Give me a raise and add an extra year onto my contract and I'll play for you. So like, in terms of like the, the optics, it's weird, but like, I have never, it feels weird to me again, maybe it's not, but like, I've never thought that they were going to like, Oh, convince him to opt in. Like that's, that's really like not how it works but it does feel weird to just like have zero communication with him. And the only reason it feels weird is because the last time you had a lack of communication with Eduardo Rodriguez's camp, it resulted in like the biggest blunder of the Scott Harris era so far. And like, it's not the same thing. I'm not trying to compare, you know, apples to oranges here, but like, it just – it it's it's weird to hear. It's weird to be like, yeah, we're just not going to talk to him and whatever his decision is, then, like, that's what we'll do. So we'll see. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Appreciate you all for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to start doing season review stuff, talk about successes and failures from the 2023 season for the Detroit Tigers. Um, yeah, again, like, I, I just – uh, remember that this is one press conference. This does not determine the direction of the offseason. Steve Iserman says nothing all the time and then trades for Alex to bring it. Okay. So it's it's possible to, to say nothing and do the GM speak thing and still make moves. Um, it's also possible to be something besides 100% or 0% in on Scott Harris. I promise 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 okay you can be pleased with where we're at and optimistic about the future without just like thinking that everything's sunshine and rainbows and also vice versa. take everything in stride all right um and then yeah just to, like reiterate it, it's one press conference in October all right we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna start a riot over quotes in in one press conference in October. results is what we demand not quotes. All right, Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then, baby. Go Tigers.